0: Friday, we made it team, we're here, we're heading into the weekend, the Warriors are playing tonight, so that's exciting, and Robbie is at it as we touch to the show, never heard that song Robbie, what is it? Uh, Australian band Safia with Bye Bye, yeah, that's a great bye bye name for that song, that song, please. <laughs> that's a great that's <laughs> a great <name>. <laughs> bye bye, bye <laughs> bye
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I love we're it We're playing Pump It Great or Dump it. it
0: early on Friday <laughs> oh, Do you remember Robbie. that? It's good to have you on <laughs> yeah, Pump It or Dump It We'll dump that one, won't we, Rick Doc? Yeah, mate, mind you I, I've done
1: <laughs> most of the stuff I hear coming
0: through there So yeah. to be fair <laughs> It's all good, it's all good Great to have you on, Robbie We've got you for the next six days Kez is away He's uh, going to follow his dad His dad's doing an ultra marathon down south uh next year, so he uh next week, so he's on uh on on sun duties. But uh we've got Robbie in the house, but boys, how are you doing? We've made it Friday. Nice Yesterday daybreak. was a good old day down in Christchurch. It's been a big week. We've had some great guests on you lads have been carrying the carrying the fort and uh putting putting the show on your back and we've got Ivan Cleary today, you spoke to him last night. Uh, late last night, in fact. And uh, we'll play that for you today after 7 o'clock. we well, officer awhisa Because there is more, more coming out of this Owen Farrell situation. I cannot see him um, being a part of this World Cup potentially till the end. Uh, if anything is to go by, World Rugby has appealed uh, that decision. And more will come from this. And George Moala's um, banning is, has just put a real dampener on this case, and you can't see world rugby and the media backlash that has come from this uh, to um, changing what has happened with uh, Owen Farrell. So we'll talk to Alfie about that. We have got Kevin Campion after eight, so a big show ahead, lads. But yes, Owen Farrell, I-, I just cannot get it out of my head. It has just created a
2: storm. It has, it has, and do they do they backtrack? That's the that's the question. Like. You know, I know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of information out there, and a lot of people, you know, Mm. giving their opinions out there in that social space, saying you know it needs to needs to get Moala back out into the football pitch because of the Owen Farrell situation. But I think what happens, you got to be really careful. If you open up a can of worms, one ain't gonna just one ain't gonna jump out. It it it'll start. It'll be like dropping a pebble in a in a pool, mate, and the ripple effect can go back
0: a long time. You know, and I've already opened a can of worms, Kempi. Like, this is leading into the World Cup. The, the head, hot, the height tackle, tackle height is already question marks about that now. And that's what they were trying to eradicate before the World Cup. And they brought the bunker in, and then they've just pretty much slapped it in the face. And now they're just trying to save it. So I can see uh, a bit of a U turn here. I can see World Rugby, they've heard the people's frustrations and venting. And they've gone back and appealed it. Uh, how this appeal is going to work, I'm sure. I'm expecting probably Owen Farrell to get a an uh, suspension and maybe George Myler to get a less suspension out of this. Ten weeks, that's a hell of a long time for someone that hasn't done anything. Yes, it was dangerous. He shouldn't have lifted him and, and just dropped him from horizontal. But, um, yeah, I can see more coming from this for sure.
1: That was a thing on the Moala thing. Uh, you know, I get why he was red carded. I, I looking back mm. on it, I to be honest, because the guy landed on his kind of back shoulder, I'm like, it's really just a yellow, isn't it? I get it, it's the, it's mm. it's it's not the outcome, it's the the danger that he put him in. But I have no yep. idea how the hell that is ten weeks. I don't even think it's a suspension.
0: Nah, it's not ten weeks. That that is just straight ludicrous. And the the, the situation with this, they went on, they went on Jamie George for Owen Farrell. His mitigating factors was Jamie George went in and made him. It, it didn't even move him at all. Didn't even change the direction slightly. He just touched him on the shoulder and came. It kind of gave him a little push, but Owen Farrell was planted and he was ready. He knew exactly what he was doing and he teed off. And mate, he, he deserves what's coming. I reckon. I reckon he deserves it uh, fully. And um, we're going to see it all unfold later on in the is next it, couple of weeks. Isn't this, this is the start?
2: Isn't this a, a like a you know a shot across the bow of most organisations where you've got you know, these decisions being made by the people that are making the rules and then backtracking, like having another... It's like one of those reviews, well, let's go and have another review. You know, let's review it. Let's let's always review. (laughs) What the... Like, you know, you're talking audits. Like, sack Mm. the guys that that made the decision.
1: i tell you the guy that I reckon is probably the filthiest out of everybody at the moment is the Scottish prop Xander Farguson. So he got suspended for three weeks for something that was a shoulder to the head but he was running into a uh, into a mall and he didn't do it with any anything like the force or anything as cleanly as Farrell did
0: Farrell gets off he's got 3 weeks <laughs> oh, mate, there's something fishy. Honestly, there is something fishy up in the UK. And Officer Taru'u who's going to help us uh, break it all down. He's on the judicial committee, so we'll talk about that more, lads. But we've got a prize pack to give away from two dudes, Kiwi Made Natural Men's Products, that make you look good, feel good, and do good. So who am I for today? Clue number one. Here you go, Double eight, double three. if you know the answer. I won the BBC's Coach of the Year Award in 2006. I won the BBC's Coach of the Year Award in 2006. If you know the answer, text us through on double eight double three on the temper bedpost text machine. And, well, I already know who it is, and I know many of you will know as well. So if you do, double eight double three. All right, Rick Dog, let's rip straight into it.
3: Round one, time.
0: Right, fight it is. Triple threat. We go through the
1: big three big questions of the day. Sydney Morning Herald reporting that the NRL have put $7 million into this tri-nation series between Papua New Guinea, the Cook Islands, and Fiji and Port Moresby. And according to Adrian Prezenko in the Sydney Morning Herald, this means that a PNG franchise is the front-runner for the 18th franchise in the NRL. Will it work, Kempi?
2: Well... It's been it's been talked about for a long time you know one of the one of the games that at the end of the season when the finals is happening and teams have being knocked out, they pick an Australian 13 and they take it over and play this game every year in Papua New Guinea. It's a way of I guess keeping the the Papua New Guineans happy uh, and the game which is a national sport over there alive. can it can it work in Papua New Guinea? The answer simply to that's no they don't have the infrastructure. Um, yeah. So the money, if they are going to be putting it into a franchise, it'll probably be a French a franchise based out of Brisbane if it if it does have the Papua New Guinean um, government support, but it would also need the Australian government support as well to make it work.
1: So do you think is, well, is going to be? Easy. Yeah, well it's going to be like a Moana Pacifica sort of situation. They might play one game uh, a year there, and the rest
0: is like as Kempy said, will be based in Queensland somewhere. Ah. Uh... Well, when I was reading the article, it touched on the government is pledging about $25 million with the help of big companies over in, in the PNG region. When you think $25 million, that's a lot of money to help it get off the ground. So they're getting government support. And I, 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 look, I know it's, it's tough. It's a struggle because you think of the competitive nature of it. But you can look at the NRL, Kempe, you've touched on it plenty with the inclusion of the Pacific Islands. Over half of the players come from the PIL Islands. And, you know, like whether it's PNG, whether it's Fiji, whether it's Samoa, there's always going to be struggles with the smaller nations and and the infrastructure that will be needed to get these teams afloat. But I I like it. The Selfish Me wants another one here in New Zealand. But I actually think the outside of that, you look to the islands where we're trying to grow these islands and the the people of of the the islands to give them something back. And um, if they're going to get the support, like Albert Inezi has spoken about, $25 as a starting point. Can you continue on that support? P&G, like, uh, they've only been, um, you know, their own country. They've only got the country back for over what, 40, 50 years ago. So they're still quite relatively new. Um, This is a starting point. So I like it. I like it. I think it'll be good. Um, You're not going to see a massive change straight up, but P&G... Kimpy, you know this. They, they play some nice league. They got some oh, nice players that are, that are running around in the NRL. Yeah,
2: yeah, won a couple. Of, they've won test matches up there too. You know, like they mm. they play um, good football. They have got plenty of good players in the comp, but it's more around whether or not the infrastructure is there for them to to uh, have a sustainable franchise over a long period of time.
1: Just quickly, if you're um, heading up the franchise, PNG get it. Who's, the first, who's your marquee player? Because it's going to have to be somebody with PNG links. Is it like oh, a Justin Olinn or someone like that? No,
2: nah, it would probably be Adrian Lamb's son. He oh, yeah. just won the, won the final with uh, Lee over there in the Challenge Cup, who's heading uh, Lee as the halfback. Lachlan so, Lamb. Yeah, so Lachlan Lamb came out of Sydney City, um, followed his dad to to Wigan, ended up at Lee with him. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, he got a Challenge Cup medal and he's young enough. You need a marquee halfback, he'd be the first person to be signed. Round two.
1: People in England are giving up some God time for the, uh, for the Football World Cup this weekend. That's right. Uh, apparently church services are going to wind up early so that people can watch the Football World Cup, the Women's Football World Cup final between Australia and Spain. So that got me thinking, Izzy, what would
0: you give up for an All Black World Cup final? <laughs> what would I give up for an All Black uh, World Cup final? Oh, I'd give up a game of golf. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's my religion. <laughs> that is my religion. Anybody that knows I, you I, know I, that's big. <laughs> that is big for me. Um, I'd give up. Yeah, game of golf. I look at uh, can, I, I was reading that and I was thinking, ah, awesome. Um and I was understanding like the, the enormity of this situation I haven't won a World Cup since nineteen sixty six in the men's mm. side. This is probably as equal as that, Ricardo. It's, yeah. it's quite Big news for the footballing world. So, uh, for, the, for the, you know, they're going to carry on church and then play it afterwards. I think it's great. But, yeah, for me, I'd just be game of golf. I'll give up probably everything, bar my wife. Okay,
4: good, good. All right. He's, going, he's putting good it all save. on the line. What that a was one? a really good <laughs> save. You just thought about that, haven't you? Uh, what about you, Kempi?
2: Uh Yeah, look, well, not a hell of a lot I'd give up. But I'll tell you one thing I would give up is having to sit with young Sammy Rebels Hewitt in a commentary if the World Cup was on at the same time. So uh, that would be really, really tough to do. But It's know.
0: been a week, Kempe, and you haven't had a stab, and then it's just Friday morning, bang! I on, can't wait. Sammy I, can't, I can't
2: wait to get my hands on him tonight. Is it, is
1: it is the fact that you would actually have to watch what you say because you're on, on microphones so you don't want to be commentating it, or is it the fact you're going to have to sit next to Sam?
2: Well, the latter. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did see. I did see him post an interesting picture yesterday. Um, I
2: didn't know he was a fan. Yeah. I didn't know he was an absolute fan collect, collecting cards of yeah, me. Kempy. unbelievable, yeah, you're a
0: handsome bug, aren't oh, you? Oh, mate. What about those quads on you? Quadzilla?
2: <laughs> I tell, tell you what. Who that, are you fending? That was
0: that was, was Andrew. That, a ghost? that was
2: Andrew Leeds, mate. You're uh, one of your. You got to fend the agencies. person mate you I didn't first gone past them mate It was fending him with re- his bum I was reaching out for the try line <laughs> With
0: well, no ball in hand yeah <laughs> what are you reaching out for that ball
2: cut it out
0: cut it out <laughs> go. some ghost
2: chips
1: uh, alright um, let's go round three Eddie Jones Eddie Jones <laughs> Eddie <laughs> Jones he's the best listen to this
0: I can't believe the level of negativity here boys now, I know what's wrong with Australian
1: rugby like and part of you blokes are the problem. Because you're so bloody negative about everything.
0: Ultimately. So negative about everything. <laughs> OK, so we're going off to the World Cup. You think we can't win? You think? Mm, you're the a negative fella. Bad the players complain. So I'm I
1: apologize for that. So we'll go out there and do our best, boys. So if you haven't got any positive to say, don't
0: ask, please. But I know you blokes think we can't do any good. So, so don't ask any questions, boys. What have you seen the difference? Like the oh, nothing, mate. We're terrible. You know we're terrible. Just tell us we're terrible, and we'll prove you wrong. <laughs> terrible, terrible, like like everything else. Terrible. Thanks for the worst That's press the conference I've ever had in world rugby. Worst press conference. Well
1: done, boys. That is the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> it, boys. So
3: good
0: luck. You to give yourselves an uppercut, boys. <laughs>
1: So my question on Eddie jones he's trying to go for some siege mentality. I get that. Are you convinced by it, or is he losing it, <sighs> Uh
2: Look, I, when I saw that yesterday, I, I, I had a laugh, and I thought, good on you, good on you for calling him out, because you got the Matildas playing um, so well in the FIFA Cup and and the whole country getting behind them. Mate, they're headed to a World Cup, and you think the people that would back him are uh, their own, so I, I understand where he's where he's coming from. Saying what he's saying, if you if you take all of his context out of it, he's saying, "Boys, we're Australians. We're going to World Cup." What you should be saying is, "Good luck." And he's just absolutely come out with both guns blazing and shot. Well, I think he, lucks the big winner, Kimpy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they need they need a, they need a hell of a lot, lot of luck, and and probably aren't going to get anywhere near the final, but. It's a World Cup. You never know, but I do. I do appreciate what he's saying. Um, I just don't think he should be like, like as he just you know the way that he said that was put spinning a negative on a negative. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: It's hard, to, it's hard to back a carriage with you know jump on the carriage with three wheels, Kimpy. The wheels are falling off. They are falling off. Brad Davis has quit 24 hours before departure for personal reasons. No, Person- nah, don't give me that. They had personal reasons. Eddie's just far and sp- but, but that's Eddie in the environment. But you saw there's Eddie in the environment. He's just uh, ripping into people. Look, I've done my own investigative journal- journalism, good, and um, <laughs> and I've had a wee scope around the the globe. And apparently, he was treated like rubbish really? in that environment. So they said personal matters. Mate, the timing of this thing just spits in the face of that comment. Personal matters? No way. This is personal matters. He just didn't want to be a bar, have a bar of Eddie Jones in the team, and Eddie Jones saying that. Look, he's What? Well, how can people go and be confident and positive? when It's just all falling apart around them. It's like, what do you want to do? Go and say, "Hey, Eddie, you look hat. Look, oh, I like your hat. Eddie looks good. <laughs> Great hat. <laughs>
1: Great hat." Great hat. Uh, so, oh, you think, so you're saying, what, what you're saying, Izzy, is that Eddie's biting himself in the foot here, is he?
0: <laughs> he's shot himself in the foot there, Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> so not make me bring up your rank.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> um, he's, mate, look, it's... it's look, I, I appreciate Eddie, and, and he's got his team's back. And that's what you want. You want a coach that will he'll go out to battle for his team. He does it, but... Um, Man, that was just a negative, negative conference before they shoot off. Must say, best dressed team heading to a World Cup. They look sharp. Jumping on it, jumping it's on a a,
2: An airplane at the airport doing a, a press conference with their Kubra hats on, and um, comes out with that. Yeah, you know, look, it is. A, I just think two negatives don't make a positive, do they? Um, they've got. Does plenty that lose a
0: support? A if you're an Australian and you're sitting at home and you you kind of th- know that the Wallabies are going to the World Cup and you're like, oh, you know, I want to jump on and support them. I'll always be Australian, and you listen to that press conference and where Eddie reacted in and that. What would you do? Like, would you be a bit like, why should I support this fellow? Or you're like, yeah, he's the man. Like, he's uh, telling no, where they should no, shove not it.
2: at all, not at all. I think I think he missed the opportunity. You know, he should have gone in with a, a like. You know, if I was giving him advice as a media manager, I would have said, "Mate, build your build your conversation on the back of the Matildas, and really thank the Australian um, uh, nation. What was it, eleven point two million viewers watching the, the semi final, and really thank Australia for getting behind him and, and and pushing on the the fact that they were um, the the twelfth person." for the Matildas, you know, so we need, we need a, a 16th person, that's that's our crowd. And I'd have forgotten about what they asked about training and dropping Quay Cooper, I would have just stayed on that narrative.
1: It's, it's a funny thing, because as a sports fan, right, like rugby is not my number one sport, like I watch rugby, I follow rugby,
0: mm.
1: but it's not my number one sport. If I'm Australian, off the back of the feel-good factor of the Matildas having the World Cup in your own backyard, you hear that rubbish and you think, you know what? I don't really care That's anymore. I've it. got this. <laughs> I've got the NRL finals. I've got the AFL finals coming up. I'll just watch that.
2: But you've got them. see. My point is, you've got him on a hook. You want to hook him? They, they're going. What's next? Well, it's the It's the, the Rugby World Cup. That's what he's missed. Mm. He's missed. That, he's missed that hook.
0: Yeah, go on. And say, so, look, we've probably haven't been perform- we haven't been performing the way we want. We've had a good couple of days. We've picked a team that we think can go and win this World Cup. We've got a chance. All we want is Australians to support us, back us. That's all we need from you at home. Let us go over there, do our work, and uh, if we're able, we'll do you proud. If not, we'll give it our best shot. There you go, Eddie. There you go, Eddie. I should join your press conference, my friend. All (laughs) right, double double let us know your thoughts on Eddie Jones. There is plenty happening. Brad Davis has quit 24 hours before departure. They've got Brett Hodgson, Beric Barnes in the environment, but lacking in the uh, offense department. So Nathan Gray, he was a part of that team. He's coaching the junior Wallabies at the moment. He will potentially begin an SOS call cool. are ah, the wallabies what do you think of eddie jones let us know on
2: double eight double three yes and that tune we're going to hear plenty more of that as love racing's caitlin o'sullivan joins us this morning to talk a little bit about the uh, big grand tour racing festival that's back again caitlin this september kicking off september 9th down in hawkes bay how are you this morning caitlin
5: Oh, I'm very well, Kempi. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, we're really good. Is he's happy because he loves that tune. And Robbie's been uh, on a bit yeah. of a cutter this morning, just uh, pumping the boy, trying to pump the boys up. Yeah, we'll hey, keep that one. We'll keep that one. Hey, um, just tell us a little bit about the Grand Tour. I know you've been working hard in that space. And uh, I see that there's plenty on come the spring for, for all of the fans to enjoy.
5: Yeah, there sure is. It's super exciting. So basically the Grand Tour celebrates New Zealand's top 20 race days alongside our biggest clubs. Um, and it promotes these days as a really fun day out to a bit more of a mainstream audience. Um, the racing purists like us, we can all appreciate the racing. Um, but, yeah, this just sort of promotes it a bit more, a bit of a party, great hospitality, and, of course, the great racing as well.
0: Caitlin, September 9th in the Hawke's Bay. Yes. My ears just pricked up because I was like, wow, I'm actually in the Hawke's Bay because the Battle of the Bays, Hawke's Bay Magpies taking on bad Plenty that afternoon. So I'm going to count. What are we expecting in the Hawks Bay come Grand Tour?
5: So we're obviously kicking off with Pazino Trophy Day on the 9th of September. That's also going to kick off Group 1 racing for the new season, which is pretty exciting. Um, And if you're feeling like doing a few trips to the Bay on the 30th of September, we've actually got the Black Seeds playing after the last, uh, which is going to be pretty exciting. And that's a new thing. We've got... This season, of course, you mentioned Peking Duck. We've also booked Sir Dave Dobbin for a couple of after the last concert. So there's lots to look forward to. Uh,
2: and and how's it, how was it received last year, Caitlin? Are you looking, looking at it to be, uh, I guess, building on the back of that?
5: Yeah, I think we're always looking to build on, on what we start. So this year we talk about the tour being bigger, brighter and louder. And it's definitely going to be, of course, with the Headline Music Act, there'll be more announcements to come. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And we've also got the Grand Tour Bar this year. So it's this really cool truck and it folds out and it's going to roll up to these days and just provide (laughs) another great hospitality uh, option.
0: Oh, I'm just dancing my way to the Hawke's Bay. I cannot <laughs> wait. Caitlin, you're trying to encourage young generation to head to the races. Did you see more of that last year? And you expecting the same this yeah. year?
5: Yeah, we definitely did. Um, you know, some race days already pull a young crowd. We're wanting to build on that. And then we're also wanting to get them along to some of these other race days. The reason these top 20 days were picked is because they do showcase New Zealand thoroughbred racing at its best. So it's a great place to get people along and hopefully get them hooked for many years to come.
2: Hey Caitlin, so we're a bit of a, we're a bit of a sports show. And um, mm-hmm. what, what sort of sports are you into yourself?
5: Oh well, racing comes first and foremost. Probably no surprises there. I do enjoy uh, rugby union. It would be rare for me to miss an All Blacks or a Chiefs game. I know that's pretty mainstream, but the FIFA Women's World Cup. great. <laughs> Um, my partner Tom's actually a former All-Whites and Phoenix player. So that's been massive in our house the last, uh, what, month or so, I think it's been going.
2: Oh, how, how good has the FIFA World Cup
0: been? He didn't say the Warriors. He was hoping to say the Warriors. Come on, you're on the wire <laughs> train.
5: I'm slowly getting on the War train. I'm probably more of a union fan at <laughs> this stage. But, yeah, I can appreciate the Warriors. I know they're doing really well, and there's a lot of hype around them.
2: Well, we've saved you a spot, Caitlin, and I'll tell you what, you'll clip, you'll clip your ticket if you can give us a winner for the weekend. What do you like coming up?
5: Oh, I'm really narrow-sighted when it comes to my tipping. I follow Wexford and Wexford only, and we have no runners. Um, but if people are happy to play the long game, a horse called... Dragon Leap uh, came through his fresh-up run really, really well, and he's going to line up in the Group 2 Foxbridge plate next Saturday. Um, and then we've also got a few three-year-olds stepping out at Avondale. This is really the long game. On the 6th of September, um, and we are sort of predicting or hoping that they're going to be our shining light. So a horse called Monday Melody, a horse called geriatrics and a filly called Molly Bloom. So hopefully they'll be uh, worth following.
0: Okay, and many out there probably haven't put two and two together that you are the daughter of the great one and only Lance O'Sullivan who's done so much in the racing game. What's he like as a father?
5: <laughs> he's a great <laughs> father. I can't speak more highly enough of um, Dad. And, no, it's, it's, uh, he's definitely ignited my love for racing, but he's never pushed me into it. Um, mm. Even as a jockey, we might have gone to the races a handful of times a year. It was He'd sort of go off to work and he'd come back at night, and racing wasn't really spoken about. So it's probably not been until more recent years that I've uh, kind of kind of gotten involved. But yeah, racing never came sort of first in our household. It was always family and and whatnot, which was really great.
1: Kayla, what's Tom doing now? Is he is he is he, Tom, is he still playing?
5: He he plays in a social league. Actually, um, plays Thursday night foot uh, Thursday night football social league, but. He does real estate, um, so it's quite the change. But uh, he loves it; he really enjoys it.
2: Well, Caitlin, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. I know, I know, the uh, grand tour is going to be absolutely massive. Uh, make sure, you, make sure you put a couple of tickets there. I'll, I'll, even think about coming down myself just to be security around Izzy because he needs plenty of it when he goes into his hometown. Uh, we'll catch up. We'll catch up yeah. with you soon. That's our love racing update. Grab your mates and get on course. Visit events. to find out. A race day near you, and don't forget, 9th of September, the Grand Tour kicks off, and Caitlin and Peking Duck, what, what else? The Black Seeds, Dave Dobbin, they're all going to be there, and one hell of a party come September. Because his dad's coming in there, looking <laughs> out, he's
0: coming in I, off. I, I didn't know this was, this was all happening together. I was actually going there to battle of the base, NPC, and then now I've heard this is taking place. I just can't wipe the smile off my face. I'm flying in on Friday afternoon. Um, and i oh, just super excited now, I cannot wait to head to Hawke's Bay yeah, uh, oh, Dave, no, there's, 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 there's no flights back out of the Hawks Bay till Monday, sorry so uh... We'll just have to <laughs> take a box down <laughs> no. I wonder if Smithy will allow me to go in his back door and uh, be, jump on his kit for radio on Monday, no I'm, uh, I'm actually in Fiji for that week and then I come back Friday by myself to the Hawks Bay so if you're in the Hawks Bay, Marshy from HB, I look forward to having a chat to you, my friend. I cannot danger, wait. Thanks danger. for that, Kempi. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin O'Sullivan talking Grand Tour and a few tips uh, for us to look forward to in the future. September the 9th, Grand Tour. Cannot wait. We'll shoot a wait back soon. After uh, 7 o'clock, we're going to talk to Ivan Cleary. The lad spoke to him last night. We'll play that for you in a couple of minutes' time. But, Kimpy, there's been a lot of, Progress made in terms of the venue. Well, potentially, there's been a lot of conversations had in terms of the venue for the playoffs and in, in regards to the Warriors, Eden Park, Mount Smart. Oh, look,
2: I think I think if Cameron George and the Warriors had their way, they'd stay at Mount Smart. But, mm, mm. like, I was lucky enough to go to that South African All Black game, and that's probably an, an equivalent uh, game to what the Warriors will yep. have in the finals. It just can't get any more than thirty-three thousand people in there, mate. Like it was, it was busy. People were crowded in there. Um, it just hasn't. It's not built for fifty thousand people. And I think uh, there's two things here. I think if you, if they do have a home game, they'll get fifty thousand people. That's easy enough. But mm-hmm. the other thing is, it's actually got. It, as far as I know, it's actually up to the NRL because they're the ones that run the the finals events. Well, Volandis is talking about wanting that game over in Aussie, even if it is a Which, Warriors home game. And they've done that before. They've taken it off home's um, they can't. venues and taken them to, um, to other venues. They've done that before.
0: It'll be just an absolute slap in the face for what the Warriors have been able to do for the last couple of years. 100%. Just, you know, I agree with competition you. competition afloat. They need to keep it in New Zealand. Double eight, double three... Where would you like to see that playoff match made, uh, played? At Eden Park or Mount Smart? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Just going to do a wee poll for the next two hours to see what you're thinking, you passionate Warriors supporters. Ivan Cleary, head coach of the Penrith Panthers. He's coming up after, uh, after the news with Aroha. So on that, let's get to it. Here's the news with Aroha. Thanks to Kibbara. Together, shaping and building New Zealand. Keep, 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 keep that one there, Robbie. Well done, mate. it's back to back. Hey, eh? you're a bit like uh, Lucas Glover. You're going back to back with your song choices. Thought that was safe. Well oh, done, my friend. That yeah, was safe. that was safe. But hey, look, you don't have to cater for me. If you got one for Rick Dog, and you want yeah, want will change probably, it up. Take my ear. Yeah, take my cans off. If I can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't believe him, Robbie. Don't believe him. Extend yourself, Robbie. Extend yourself, mate.
3: Come on. <laughs>
0: Oh, back yourself, Rob. Back yourself, Rob. Plenty of messages coming through, lads. If New Zealand wasn't so bloody blind, we would have built a multi-purpose undercover stadium for sports, concerts, and on the waterfront before the 2011 Rugby World Cup. Warriors have to be Mount Smart at, at Mount Smart. It's their home. It turns into the home of league in New Zealand. Eden Park's a joke from an unknown text messenger, and then this one from Richard poses for an interesting conversation, Kempi. Hey boys, I'd love the final to be at Mount Smart, but after missing out on so much footy with COVID and the year the boys have had, I would hate for a lot of people to miss out on the game due to seating limitations. I'd have to be Eden Park, even though that sucks. From Richard, has he got a fair point there? Yeah,
2: of course of course he has. I think, you know, I think you could get up to towards 50,000 people. Like, they're getting 22,000, 23,000 people sold out at Eric. Uh, at is that Daniel a push? Are they struggling tonight.
0: to sell those out, or they they feel like if they offered more, many would buy?
2: At the moment, I think I think when you get to the finals, is it's a different it's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. You know, everything everything goes up another level. You know, you've, you'll have people that are sitting. The other part about about this is just not in Auckland. Outside of Auckland, going well, it's a special weekend for us. You know, we're going to get up there. We're going to be mm. a part of this this finals run, and I can say, well, I was actually at the one. If they do win the the premiership, they say, well, I was actually on the run. I was at the one at, at, at Auckland.
1: And the other thing, too, is, is he is, you know, the, I think, I can't remember, was it you, Kemp, you mentioned it the other day, the mad butchers even put up, you know, on social media, don't ask me for a ticket, I can't get another well, one.
2: Well, no, one, I'm the same. Like, don't ask me for tickets either, you know. Like, you can't get them, mm. you know. there's and, and I've, you know, like, I don't mind going to people that I know and saying, is there any chance you, you can gra- um, grab some tickets? But, you know, you can only call on those ones a few times a year, mate, before they start to get annoyed with you. Um, so, yeah, if you if you haven't gotten in early enough, I'm, I'm suggesting if you're thinking of coming to a final and they do play a home semi-final, then you want to put your name on the shortlist now because they will go like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah it's a tough one, isn't it? I want to see them at Mount Smart. That is their home. That is their cauldron. But then on the flip side, I don't want to see people missing out. And I think 50,000 seats and 50,000 tickets will sell out relatively quick. All the bandwagon jumpers and train... uh you know, pundits would love to be at that game and uh, seeing it all happen. All right, lads, it's tradies hour with night and day. Start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local night and day. Who am I? Clue number two. Two dudes, Kiwi-made natural men's products that make you look good, feel good, and do good. Clue number two, I started my career at Paramata. I started my career at Parramatta. So if you know the answer, double eight, double three, I think many of you got it correct after I do number one there. That's Rick the Dog. Parramatta
1: in Sydney, too, not the Parramatta in, in uh, sort of the company Coast, just the way you pronounce <laughs> it, just to clear that up.
0: <laughs> I know. Parramatta in Sydney, okay? Uh, I think you're all on the right track, but keep them coming, double eight, double three, if you know the answer. And just keep that conversation going as well, if you would love to see it at Eden Park or should they stay at home. And At Mount Smart. All right, lads. You spoke to Ivan Cleary last night. Let's play it for you now.
5: It is it. it. It is
0: it. Yes, welcome back, Ivan Cleary, out of uh, Gold Coast Restaurant, and uh, we loved having a chat to him. Boys did a fantastic job. A big weekend from Ivan Cleary, who has a uh, personal connection to the Warriors. Absolutely loved that conversation. We'll shoot off, we'll come back, boys, and we'll have a little reaction to what Ivan Cleary had to say. You're listening to Izzy Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemistry House, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day. Warm up this morning with a hell of a coffee starting at $4.50 at your local night and day. We've had a few messages coming through double eight double three in regards to that uh, conversation with Ivan Cleary. Apologies, he was out uh, at a restaurant, so he probably struggled to, to hear that. But uh, I, I took a lot out of that, Kempe, and it was great to have a catch-up with Ivan Cleary talking about um, his special friend, Daniel Anderson, and obviously his career. With the Warriors are now in coaching the formidable Penrith Panthers team, so uh, yeah, apologies about that, lads. But we got winter wellness, and uh, winter is well upon us, and hopefully we're going to get out of it soon because my son is absolutely sick at the moment, mm. can't seem to shake it. There's plenty of illness going around. Any tips out there, Rick? Dog, Doctor Rick, Doctor
1: Rick. Yeah, well, mate, honestly, it's been going through our place as well. Like I'm in the, mm. I reckon the fifth week of it. And you probably can hear every now and then off you know, air. Yeah, I'll turn my mic off, but it might
0: leak through on Tony's. Oh, it comes um,
1: through loud and clear. Yeah, yeah, you can
0: hear me coughing, and it's just gone to the chest, mate. I mean, like I, was, a, I was thinking it was sick, or I was, as I walked a Leo wetty. I, I was struggling. <laughs> 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 Tell you what, that won't help.
1: Tell you, that doesn't help clear your lungs, allegedly. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, th- we actually uh, have been investing, the, the missus has been investing in these, uh, uh, these vitamin C sachets, and I think you can get them mm. from chemist warehouse as well. Uh, Dovin and they, they they sponsor a lot of the rugby comps as well. And you just yeah. uh, empty it into a, into a sort of half a glass of water and scull it back, and it's concentrated vitamin C. Smash that, and certainly notice the energy levels pick up. So yeah, with with an nudge.
0: Oh, I've had some of those. I've had those. Uh, they help everything too, particularly after a night out. You, you just have a little yes. swig of that before you go to bed, and and uh, you wake up feeling good. So that is behind you. That whole shelf of of absolute goodies. That I'm. I took a wee a few few of those home the other day as well. So I filled up my suitcase. But yeah, there's plenty going around, Kimpy. My son he's had temperatures mm. all night, and uh, he's got a snotty nose. He hasn't been at school all week. We're going to keep him home again. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy. He wakes up at about 2 or 3 in the morning and just dripping wet and just temperatures. Can't shake got it. Got a fever. hmm
2: yeah, no. Nah, keep an eye, keep an eye on him, I and mean, you're doing the right thing, mate. Keep him close and yeah. and look after, look after your little your little boy. Um, yeah, mate. it's it's that time of the year too, you know. Like we're right in the mm-hmm. grips of it, and lots of it going around. And you know, when you've got blokes coughing all over you, um, you've got to have some resilience about you not to pick anything up. So uh, <laughs> it's a little bit like that down down here with my old mate Rick Dog, um, <laughs> but he's coming good. He's he's a hell of a lot better than he was this time last week, as as you know, and have a... Have a couple of um, days just to recuperate and it's um I'll just say it's that time of the year you know it's that time of the year so make sure you're looking after yourself
0: yep look after yourself stay warm and uh keep your keep yourselves uh full of, of good vitamins, and get them on the kids' vitamin C tablets. That is from Chris. Appreciate that, mate. Uh, we're going to take him to the doctor today because it just hasn't been able to, to shake it, so we'll see what's going on. All right, lads, got some headlines with Rick. We've also got a Choices flooring poll, and heaps of messages coming in regards to Mount Smart, Eden Park, where do the Warriors play that playoff game? I'm sure the Choices flo- uh, flooring poll is something along the same lines. Alright, here's Aroha with the news for Kibata Together Shaping and Building New Zealand.
1: 26 away from 8 o'clock. Do Kennards make trade easy? Ken Oath, they do. Uh, let's have a look at some sports news headlines. The Cronulla Sharks recorded a big win last night, Kempy 32-12 in Townsville. And that climbs him up to fourth on the NRL ladder. Nico Hines led the way, scoring 16 of his team's points with a try, five conversions, and a penalty to be perfect off of the tee. The loss leaves the Cowboys two points outside the eight, with the Dolphins and the Panthers away, left to play. Do the Cowboys make the eight?
2: Oh, v- touch and go. No, like I said to uh, Sammy the other day, you've got to be sat down on your TV in two, week- two weeks' time for the whole weekend and watch every game because – um, there's going to be so many different outcomes come when uh, winning or losing that final weekend of, of rugby league. What's really surprising about the Cowboys dropping that game, Rick, it was a Paul, Paul Green round as well. You know what I mean? So mm. um, played up there at Townsville, it, it, it would really hurt getting beaten like that by a team that um, Paul Green played for, actually, Cronella at halfback. Um, and, and the scratchy Cronella too, but over the last couple of weeks, mate, they've come back to form. And I would have put it past Cronella, to to um to hold that fourth spot.
1: Yeah, that's um sorry, I just had Robbie and me. So, uh, but the, yeah mate I, 100% I mean I, I was surprised they didn't get up we had a text come through yesterday was it from Lammy it was a, I a, know it was
2: a good text was that Kempy's
0: kicker yeah. yeah was that a Kempy's kicker he it said was. 13 I plus I just had that in my
1: mind 13 plus for the for the Sharkies we looked at it Went it's
0: up in Townsville Paul Green round there's no way that's going to happen no, but someone had Nico Hines 8 plus points too
2: mm. and he scored the final try well? he scored more I than, think I saw Lammy
0: eight. so I was like no chance he's not coming on <laughs> 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 yeah it was Lammy
2: sorry Lammy
1: sorry Lammy um <laughs> <laughs> Former Arsenal and current Juventus goalkeeper Wojciech Chesney has had a bit of a crack at a few of the players uh, disappearing off of Saudi Arabia, saying he's got no interest in quitting Juventus uh, because he's got priorities other than pursuing money. The 33-year-old has been linked with a move to the Saudi Pro League but is now set to stay in Turin. He said, I have no shortage of money in my life. I prefer cool challenges. And defending the Juventus goal is the coolest challenge I can give myself. I don't read much about football, but I know a few players have gone to Saudi. I'm not surprised. I understand that someone can make such a decision and it can seem logical, but I believe it is worth having other priorities than just pursuing money. So he's saying Liar. no to the big bucks. No to the big bucks. <laughs> well, I say he's saying no to the big bucks, but the guy's probably on about 10 million a year anyway. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, he
4: yeah,
1: doesn't need doesn't it. Speaking
0: of money, lads, I've been watching, I just started watching uh, uh, Tyson Fury Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, it came out last night, and man, it's a good watch. Really good watch. Oh, I actually absolutely loved it, eh? Someone that's got everything struggling so much with mental health, bipolar, and um, yeah, really paints a good picture, an interesting picture of the household of the Furies if you want to go watch that. So well, good.
1: Speaking of money, this last story, Sports News Headlines, talk about superfans. How's this guy? Kansas City superfan, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> this is His good. name is Xavier <laughs> Babuda, is he? He's 29. He is accused of three counts of armed bank robbery, one count of theft and 11 counts of money laundering and four counts of transporting stolen property across state lines. He's uh, been ad- uh, indicted by the U.S. Attorney's Office. He's known as Chiefsaholic on social media. Turned up at all their games in a grey wolf suit. It would always be on like ESPN on the TV and that. They'd always show them. Um, but the criminal complaint against him has uh, linked him to stealing over $800,000 over a period of about seven months last year. And uh, while he was on bail, he made a bet on Patrick Mahomes to win the NFL MVP and Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. That paid 100 grand. So he cut off his ankle bracelet, went on the run. FBI have just picked him up after three months in Sacramento. Superfan, doing what it takes to get to the
2: game. <laughs> what a party. Holy. Three months. It took them three months to get him. Ooh.
1: There you go. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, do, do tradies deserve special treatment at their local kiddo Tie Brunch? You know if they do. I'll tell you what. As much as he broke it all, that bloke needs some special treatment from the Kansas City Chiefs. Talk about commitment to your team. Don't call yourself a super <laughs> fan you've done that. Jeez.
2: Ta- and, and just talking about teams, a big shout-out to Devore who does the coffee here out in our little cafe, is he? Like, I've just mm. given him a bit of a tune-up over the last couple of days because we spend plenty out there, don't we? We go out there every day and we're buying coffees and breakfasts and all that. I say, mate, come on. We look after the boys. <laughs> He's just showing up. With half a dozen sweets and bought them in here. And uh, if you're ever looking for a coffee, call into the Strand down there. Go see DeVoy. does a good coffee. But I'll tell you what, I've had this little caramel slice that he's got. It I can tell. It I is, heard it. It's a 10, mate. It is <laughs> near on a 10. It's so good. i tell you, Kempy came in
1: here. I've got about... A, a muff, banana chocolate chip muffin and a half And about three slices I'm starting to worry that Kimby's trying to fatten me up for Christmas <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the, food, the food always goes in front of Ricardo it's, uh, it's like, just put it right down there in front of Ricardo And away you go
0: <laughs> Health is wealth, lad See, that's why you're getting sick And you're you you know you're starting to be a bit under the weather you got to put goodness in your bodies, boys Look behind you, grab those little vitamin C sachets And, and go away, eh? Yeah, we'll get rid of it All Easy right. Uh, just before we shoot <laughs> off to get to
1: Ophisa Tanu, we should do the Choices Flooring Poll as well because there's been a lot of talk. Peter Volandes, uh apparently, if the Warriors get a home semi, he wants it to be in Australia. That's the word. Uh, there's talk if they keep it in New Zealand, it Strike. might go to Eden Park. So our Choices Flooring Poll is where will a Warriors home playoff game be held? Not where do you want it, but where do you think it'll actually happen? Daniel Anderson Stadium, Mount Smart, Eden Park, Sydney, Brisbane, somewhere else. Jump on the SENZ app, find Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. The poll will be under there and we'll come back at 8.30 with results of that poll. Thanks to Choices Flooring. Discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices
0: Flooring's room view. Oh, is he under a rock, Valandis, mate? What are you up to? If he thinks it's going to be in Sydney, he's going to get an absolute backlash. You think, well, rugby's getting a backlash? Well, imagine that. If he makes that decision to keep in Australia, I think there'll be riots and everything from over, over the ditch here in New Zealand. So, here you go. Have your uh, have your vote. And also, there's a few messages here that we'll read up during the show. Efisa to coming up. Welcome back. We're now going to cross over and talk to our good friend in Auckland, Tamaki Makoto. Awhisa Tonu'u, but we're going to talk about what's going on over there in the UK, and he knows all about the situation that is unfolding with World Rugby appealing, the decision for Owen Farrell, uh, the decision when he got let go, he got passed by, and uh, that decision to be red-carded and get banned, and Awhisa is all over it. morning to you.
4: Good ora everyone, kia ora MP, uh, a little bit of cute. So with turmeric and uh, hot water, that'll be good for all of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank, you Thank
0: you, Dr. Uh, <laughs> Tonu. <do. laughs> hey, uh, Fisa, um, mate, crazy scenes which is unfolding over in the UK, That mm. decision to appeal uh, the, the decision by World Rugby or the Judicial Committee. Can you just give us a little bit of a, a talk and lead into how this decision came about? Was it the right decision? What do you see unfolding from this?
4: No, I I think just being part of that that group and um we we if if we if you come right back to the start and, and, and the purpose of all this group that's been put together and in the history it used to be just being uh a, a, a simple um the legal process used to come in place. It used to be a, a panel and then a, and the lawyers used to be involved in it and then it'd just be quite clinical and that was it. What the rules said, well that was it. If it hit the head gone. So recently they involved uh, um, lawyers there that chaired the meeting and then side by side to them with two former players. That's where I sit in, in, in that group and there's a uh, when, when a sighting commissioner is, is uh, um, cited a player like for example Owen Farrell um, and then it goes to a, a committee and that's where the debate comes where the player and his legal team come forward and say well this is what happens and, uh, and then there's a group uh, of three that go away and discuss it, see the findings, and they come back, and there is a sanction that comes, if there is a sanction that uh, is, is or something that needs to be answered for. In this case, um, I, don't, I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to figure out there's something going on. It's just about how do you frame it and how do you work through it. And, uh, and at the time, the, it wasn't a World Rugby panel. It was a Six Nations panel. So how we have Super Rugby, we have our Sanza judicial group here, over in the UK, because it was a warm-up game, they had their Six Nations uh, uh, panel that run it, and so World Rugby has come back and said, "Actually, this is—I um, think there needs to be a little bit more on this," and so they've taken over on that one. So that's a, a quick overview on that. Mate,
0: yeah. So this is blowing up. And it's fair. There's a reason why it's blown up because his past has been horrid and he's obviously got a bad track history. So we're seeing a U-turn from, from World Rugby here. Will we see any sort of punishment, if you can say so?
4: Oh, I, I don't know. I wasn't involved in that group. Um, but it is, there is uh, someone that's looking into it. And I, I think it it would be um, World Rugby is sort of saying, hey, listen, there's something there. Um yeah, you know, we're sort of in the hands of of uh, and, and we've got capable hands. I think I think um he at the end of the day, it's, it's about the safety of our players. You know, like like us and and it's really we have to be responsible to make sure that those guys that go out and play get home safely when they play. And it's a tough game. It's a tough one to sort of always talk about, but we always got that in the back of our mind when things like this happen, and that's why. Um, the world me I think, actually there's something that needs to be answered for here. We need to look at this a little bit more deeply.
1: Officer, you've had uh, obviously talked about being involved in these in these judiciary panels. We had a, a message come through from Brendan earlier this morning, and he said this, Mawala's red card was sufficient punishment for that tackle. The Farrell tackle, the offence starts at six weeks, and depending on your record, that determines whether your ban has any mitigating factors like past offences. The World Rugby website actually explains it well, but these two cases, I think they've got wrong. Can you talk us through, uh, regardless of who the player is, but if you see that tackle player A on player B, what's the process from there and, and what do you think uh, would be likely to happen?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It's a long answer to that one, but, but basically we go under a head contact process. And under that, there's laws and application guidelines that we work on. So there's three real uh, key points in that one. The first one is that the first, when you look at it, there's a, at that first point, has there been contact, head contact occurred? In this particular case, yes. So we go down to the second stage. The second stage is: um, uh, was there any foul play in that incident? And so uh, I, I think this is where the, the this is where it happened. Because if it's a yes, was there any foul play? If we're looking at the Mwila incident, or we're looking at uh, Owen Farrell, I would say that it's a yes. But in some cases, they might have had a case of angles. Um, he might have looked at uh, uh, moving ahead. He dropped low. You hear all those incidents like that. And so if it's a no, it's a play on. And this is where the yellow card part comes into it. Um, or if it's a yes, uh, the players at fault. Then they go into the third stage. In the third stage, what was the degree of damage in that? And now that's where we go. Uh, was it a red card? Was it a yellow card incident? Or uh, a, we call PK or penalty kick. And so that one... That's where the, the group has to come and discuss, or, in fact, when they come to a hearing like that, it's up to the, the, the people like Owen Farrellstein to prove to us that it was only a penalty kick yellow card, and so that's where the probably that's where it was, and I think there must have been a good case on, on angles or on falling or dipping, and that seems to be the case where it only fall, fell under the yellow card. Um, a view on their view of, of what that tackle was, and so just to ask you a question, normally when it, if it's a high degree, it goes straight to uh, um, twelve weeks rather than than six weeks. So six weeks is only the minimum standard, uh, but it's normally twelve on 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 a dangerous one like that.
2: Guilty, you're, guilty your honour. He needs twelve weeks. Hey, <laughs> Professor, we've got we've got um, uh, one more minute, so I'm just going to ask you a question. Yeah. What was it like to room with Grant Fox?
4: Oh, the master. You know, (laughs) it was like, I don't know if you've ever read with a headmaster before, but that's what it was like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that's so good.
4: All right,
0: Officer mate, we're going to let you go. We've got, we've got to let you go, Fisa, but we appreciate you coming coming on. All I can take out of that is uh, George Moala's lawyers, probably <laughs> word up to scratch. And uh, Owen Farrell, I think Donald Trump will be asking him who his lawyers were, mate. We appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> there's plenty more yeah. to come out of this situation up there in the north. Thanks very much. Have a good weekend, brother.
4: Sorry we have been so serious, but yeah, sorry about that. But hey, have a good one and look after yourselves, guys.
0: Awesome. There is Officer Tanu'u pretty much uh, summed it up relatively uh, clearly there, lads, about nice the situation and that is in, yeah, in Austin Clear up there in the north. Ah, oh, man. There's a lot of processes that need to go through, and uh, obviously the lawyers for Owen got it correct, but there'll be more coming out of this situation. It was brought to you by night and day. Got the right tools to brew up a hell of a coffee from just four fifty. Grab one today. Back soon. Yeah, it's great to have Professor Tonu on just to give us a little bit of clarity, but uh, still confusing as hell um, in regards to that Owen Farrell situation. For me, you just got to keep it simple, simplistic as ever. Kempi, head to a shoulder to the head, that's where it starts. Any mitigating factors? Jamie George, Are saying so? No. I think that was uh, well and truly Owen Farrell knew exactly what he was going to do. Six Nations ran that, uh, that judicial Hearing and uh, now World Rugby going to go and fight them, and we're going to get a result soon, mate. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, and
2: it's good when you hear someone that actually sits on that judicial panel because that's what he's doing mm. when he heads up to the World Cup. The clarity in and around how you how you get to a decision, like when he explained yep. it like that, you go, "Well, he's guilty in the whole three um, yep. areas." So how do they find him, like getting getting off it with nothing? Uh, you did lawyers. You did the yeah the appeal the appeal's going and to be George really Milo interesting and
0: George didn't have the right lawyers. Well, he probably did, but they, oh, Farrell's lawyers, um, you know, with the money on their disposal up there in England, would have got quality lawyers and they've got to result where he got off. But uh, more will come out on the situation, lads. Uh, we got Kevin Campion coming up. He knows what Daniel Anderson had to offer to the Warriors. You were with Daniel Anderson, Kempi. You know, you coach Kevin Campion, so he'll know exactly what the Warriors are going to do this weekend. Here's Arlo with the news for Kubota Together, shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, welcome back. Izzy Kempe for Breakfast SCNZ. It is Friday. We have made it. That's right. It's looking forward to the weekend. The Warriors playing tonight. Kimpy. Sammy Hewitt, all the action on the SCN app. You can get uh, the commentary for that. I know many are switching to that. My dad does it, Kimpy. My dad turns the, the app on and mutes the TV and listens to Sammy. so many, many people that do it. Links it up. Yeah, he does it, mate. Yeah. Does it? I don't know. It must be just that love-hate relationship you have. <laughs> yeah. But it, it sort <laughs> of, um, I said,
2: about two, three weeks ago, there was mm. like a change in the following of um, Sammy Hewitt and myself, you know, from not only just in here and running it straight, but also in the commentary. And all of a sudden, it just blew up. And then the last two games we've had at the Warriors – Everyone texts in and say, we're watching the TV, listening to you guys on the radio. Um, mm. so, it's, it's good, you know, man. It's just the commentary. Like We call it as it is. We have a little bit of fun, too, which is um, mm. you know, just that, that, um, that style that me and Sammy have together. And I've got to say, mate, like, I've worked with some commentators over the years since 2006. Uh, and I've got, I'm not afraid to say it. Sammy Hewitt's the best. You know, for a young mm. for a young guy that um, comes in and calls games, I think a big part of that about Sammy is that he's so passionate about the sport, so he does so much homework when he gets to talk about things and put it together in his commentary, it's very fluid. It's very fluid, and makes my job a hell of a lot easier because I'm picking up just analysing the game and he's calling it. So when people are uh, listening to it at home, they're obviously getting that... Um, those two things together, and and if you can, you can actually tune into us. So you know, we, we, we're tonight from. The Warriors from six o'clock. So we do a preview show from six o'clock down on the ground. Uh, we'll get a few people to come and talk to us. Generally, we, um, some old boys will walk past. We pull them on to the to the um, the cans and get them to talk to us about the game. And and tonight I'm going to go to Australia. and I'm going to um, phone up a couple of boys that had something to do with Ando over there, um, who were part of the staffing the staff uh, with us. So uh, it's a good night. And then we go and of course call call the commentary from eight o'clock tonight uh, directly out of uh, Eric. Uh, Daniel Anderson stadium tonight.
0: Well, clip that, Robbie, clip that uh, good comments on regards to Sammy Hewitt, and we'll play that for him uh, later on today <laughs> as well. And just just on the app, we're set for another outage on, in Auckland today, 1476 a.m. between 9 and 5 o'clock, but that's okay. You can head over to the app. Make sure you download the app. It's as clear as anything, and you can get clear coverage of all the shows throughout the day and all the coverage of the SNZ um, commentary tonight all the commentary that we have available so make sure you do that Rick Dahl
1: yeah actually I was going to say a mate of mine I used to work with Peter Rainsfeld you know you'd know him yeah. he's ex-league mm. he played, yeah. for, played for the London Broncos and played for the Kiwis a bit yeah. Yeah, I, he messages me all the time talking about your commentary he and says, so he, has, <laughs> but he goes is your commentary live because it feels a bit delayed because I mute my sky and put you guys on because I prefer the commentary and yeah. that's coming from a you know from an ex-player, so he's just got to basically pause the game for eight seconds to catch up with the because there's obviously a slight delay with the with the broadcast. Well, and it's
2: inter- it's interactive too because we do pre and post game, so you can actually call up and have a chat, you know. And as he knows this because he he watched a game down in down in <laughs> Hawks, it was a Hawks Bay game, wasn't it? And as as he was like heated under the collar because all these people ran on and give us a, you know, out of the goodness of his heart gave us a call and, and was just going, mate, well that's not on, you know, like they shouldn't be running on like that, so. You know, you can call us um, pre-game. You can call us post-game, and I like that because you get a real feel for uh, what the support's like. You know, we've got people that have just left the game. It's amazing. Like we'll have we'll have a, a throw just out of the game, and within five minutes, people are walking back to their car and they're calling and they're telling you exactly what the what the atmosphere was like in the game there. So you get a real good feel for it as well.
0: Beautiful boys. Uh heaps of messages coming through. We're just struggling to get uh Kevin Campy, but that's okay. The get show out of bed. continues on. <laughs> get out of bed. Here's one from uh Kim and we touched on Mount Smart, Eden Park, all starring Australia as Valandis has spoken about the playoffs. We wanna see it here in New Zealand. I'd love to see. It. I cannot for the life of me expect them to make the decision to keep it in Australia I think there'll be absolute uproar from Kiwi Kiwis around the globe Kia ora surely it stays at Mount Smart Daniel Anderson Stadium that's our home ground taking it to Eden Park takes away our home advantage yes bigger crowd but seeing our team run out to every home game at the moment is the best atmosphere in the NRL and Sydney mate you're dreaming from Kim Volandi's Kimpy. he just cannot even think that this is going to be a possibility. We the team has worked so hard. When you have an opportunity to, throughout the season, like you're always gunning for that top two spot because you know how important it is to have home advantage. Going to Australia, they don't need any advantage unless only advantage to to the NRL. Well, there's always there been this talk about you know
2: making it hard to for that uh, trophy to actually get out outside of Australia, um, mm. and we talk about that in 2002. You know, we were pretty much set up. I think at that time to to make sure it was as hard as possible for us to have that perfect week leading into the the grand final on the Sunday night. Um, and you do it, you do, you would do it totally different, um, given given what you know now. And look, if you if they do move this game to Australia, I think Rick, what they what they have to consider, and I'm pretty sure that Cameron would think about this, is probably. If it, is, if it is going to go to Australia, it, it, it goes up to Suncorp Stadium because the amount of Kiwis that are on the Gold Coast and the amount of Kiwis that are in Brisbane, when you play either the Gold Coast or Brisbane, it's basically like a home game. And I remember I remember in 2003, we went up to Brisbane, and, and this is when we were at our peak. So our players had been to a grand final, they came back into 2003, and this is the one, remember, where Sione winner chucks the ball over his head? And and it falls into the hands of. It goes all the way down. Great play and chuck, you know, some, some uh, Sione chucks the ball over his head, and it goes into Ivan Mavabi's hand. He scores under the post. Me and Ando were sitting in the grandstand, so we weren't sitting in a box. We we're sitting in the grandstand, and we we're looking at each other, going, "Mate, this is like a home game. Like the, the amount of Kiwis there at at um, the stadium that day was unbelievable." So, if it does go to Australia. Then we've got to be strategic about it, and you've got to push for it to be in Brisbane,
1: Brisbane or Seabus Gold Coast.
2: Nah, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, okay. Take take it to where State of Origin's played. Take it to SunCorp.
0: Yeah, mate. I have, mate. It just yeah, oh, I just can't see it. Rick, 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 I just can't see it going to Australia. Like the look, the Warriors have worked so hard. They've been over there for two years. This is an opportunity to repay the sacrifices that they made, and someone gooses me, it scares the hell out of me if they move from Mount Smart. If they bounce out of the finals, it will be blamed on the stadium move. You know, uh, the boys know the environment at Mount Smart, so don't change it.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, but I'd also say, who's, who's going to make the call? Peter Volandis, right? And it's, it's, A, it's about TV in Australia more than anything else, and it's about money. Well, yeah. well, the two are tied together, but you know what I mean? So that will be the deciding factor.
2: And and, and I think when it gets to that stage of the year, it's a, it's about um, the NRL being in charge of the final series. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's a, look, I'd love it to be at Mount Smart. As he, whether or not it is, we're just going to have to wait and see.
0: 0800 150 Give us a call. Have your say on the situation that is potentially unfolding in terms of Peter Volandi's keeping the game, the playoff game in Australia. We would love to see it in New Zealand. Where in New Zealand? Mount Smart, Eden Park, two stadiums that have been posed to the Warriors at the moment. Uh, Jade from Hamilton has given us a call 0800 150 Jade, good morning.
3: Morning,
0: boys, how are we? Yeah, good, now. mate. Uh, what do you reckon? What are you thinking?
3: Hey, look, it would be a shame to take the game out of New Zealand, but I just want to touch on what Kempi was saying in regards to uh, Brisbane or Gold Coast being a, <clears throat> a good venue for the Warriors with the New Zealand supporters. We were over there last week watching the Gold Coast Titans versus the Warriors game, and it was unreal. The atmosphere that was for the Warriors, the noise, everything, mate. It was it was amazing, and, and I echo uh, Kempi's sentiments there. If it was to go somewhere, it has to go to Queensland somewhere, whether it's Brisbane or the Gold Coast. But ideally, mate, it stays at now smart or uh, go smart, go, go, what is it, go media? Daniel <laughs> <stays> Anderson. Here. <laughs> Daniel Anderson, 100%
2: Kempi. Hey, J- hey, Jay. Hey, what are you, just on that, you know, like in, in the run that we've had at the at the, uh, at the moment, we're going f- uh, six in a row. I think there's only a couple of other times that we've done that as a club. Are you confident, given that there's only three rounds left Manly tonight, couple after them, St. George Dolphins to finish away, that we can stay within the four? Yeah, 100%. Like, <clears throat> I put that sneaky bet on a couple
3: of weeks ago Warriors to be the, the top finishing non- New South Wales team, and and I still believe that, or non-Sydney team, I still believe that that can happen. You know, Bronx still got a pretty hard run home and and nothing's a given in the NRL. Um, Mate, I just reckon if if you're not on board the Warriors at the moment, get on it now and and, and ride that train all the way home, mate.
0: Beautiful, Jade. We appreciate your call. Thanks very much, mate. You have a good weekend. Go the Warriors.
3: Cheers, boys. Thank you.
0: Here is Jade from Hamilton 0800 150 811 If you want to vent your voice And have your say on the situation That is unfolding with the Warriors Chris has sent through a message lads That I want to touch on Looks like Penrith Stadium can only hold 22,500 Are they going to move their games away from the home To sell more tickets? Mm. I wouldn't think so from Chris you get, your, you get your first game But I think when it gets down to the semis
2: like the, the, uh, They call that the major Preliminary final uh, then that's in the hands of the NRL. That may and those are the games that people want to watch. Those dead set knockout. You go to the grand final the following week, and they, I'm I'm telling you now, no matter what you come up with, what angle you can come up with, the NRL ain't releasing that when they know that they can fill stadiums. So um, given how it falls, uh, even d- during the finals, as he like, here's here's one of the here's one of the scenarios that can fall. All right, so they can go to the Dolphins. And they need to win that, and then they got to play Brisbane the following week. So, do they stay there? Yeah, but the Brisbane Broncos play Penrith the week before that, and given that you do rest your players, and Ivan spoke about that when we spoke this morning. You, you know, like remember you rest, you rested a lot of the players when you go into the finals. Um, do Brisbane rest their team and give that game up? Mm. You know, so you've got you've got all of these scenarios to play out. And, and given that, the Cronellas win last night, if the Warriors lose tonight, then they go on the, the equal footing, and then those two games between Cronella and the Warriors running in home, then they become really significant. Yeah. Because then you go to fifth position, you could easily fall out of fifth posi- position, and you're playing eighth, which is at the moment South Sydney. Now, it doesn't, you know, that's what I mean, like the last week mm. of football, it could play out where... We're actually playing Brisbane, or we could be playing South Sydney. Oh. (laughs)
1: And do you want to be playing... the top. (laughs) You know, when you've earned... Who do you want to be playing? When you've earned top four. But when you've earned top four... But if
2: if we... And here's the other one. If we end up at fourth, we play Penrith.
1: (laughs) What I was going to say is, is, if, if you've earned top four, right, and say we lose to Brisbane or whoever, then we get to play with the, one of the, the, the winners of five to eight, right? Yeah. But that should be back here.
2: Otherwise, imagine playing... It is South a home si- game. It, yeah, is a home, ima- it is a South, home
1: game. Imagine South Sydney and Sydney.
2: Yeah, it is, but it is a home game. Um, if we don't win against Brisbane, because if you beat, say we play Brisbane and we win that game, we'll we get a week off. And then we play the major um, preliminary finals, which gets you into the grand final. If we lose that, then we come home and play home game. You know what I mean? So, And and that's mm. the, the teams in from fifth to eight the two winners of those games, because five, uh, six plays seven, five plays eight, you know? So it's a, yeah, look, it's too early. Uh, like We're two weeks out, three weeks out. It's too yeah. early to call. And, that, yeah. and hence why I said to Sammy, you know, you, you threw your Sprat line out too early, you know, a month early. You've got to wait mm. right up until the last week of football and go, actually, I know what's actually happening here, and this is how the cards are going to fall. Are we in with a shot?
0: See the road into the final, definitely. I'm hearing what you're saying, Kempe. And when you touched on the Queensland influence and the Warriors' support around the globe, like, you know, that game at Parramatta, when they demolished Parramatta, that was probably the loudest away game I've ever heard in terms of support for the Warriors, and that's in Sydney. So they have support around the globe. And if they went to Australia, I can through and through, see the support being in terms of the Warriors. I went to the 2011 finals, and despite being in Sydney, the atmosphere was Warriors all day. It would be a hell of a shame to lose the home final, but I think unless it's the Storm or the Bronx, you'll find the crowd will be behind the Warriors 100%. That is from James. So, yeah, that, that, that's a, when you're looking for positives out of the situation, you know that the Warriors are going to gather support anywhere, particularly in Australia.
2: 100 100 percent, mate. The, 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 I think they they are the most sought after jumper. You know that's why they change changing their jerseys yeah. all the time. So merchandising is pretty good. Like if you just walk in anywhere, anywhere at the moment, you're seeing Warriors jerseys all over the place, and that's Australia included. Uh, I would have to say out of the Storm and Bronx, like I think the Bronx would be under a bit of pressure. They don't want to play the Warriors at, at Suncorp Stadium because they know that the Warriors are going to get so much support there, and they'll. They'll jump out of their skins up against the Broncos. So I'm hoping that's the game. For me, I'm hoping that's the game so they can get a week off.
0: Hey, they, the Broncos are just different, eh? Like last couple of years, they've always just lost a bit of momentum head, heading into the playoffs. This time around, they're just a different beast. They look like they're a team full of... Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh. Money man Walsh. He is... He's on fire. Absolutely on form. fire at the moment, Kempy. Rick dog.
1: I was just looking at the uh, draw. We just had a text come through from Jimmy saying the Broncos won't throw their last game because they've got to play Melbourne. <laughs> and uh, the game before that, they're away in Canberra. So man, the Broncos got a tough run home. actually. Yeah, but
2: they beat Canberra. They beat Canberra. The last game they play Melbourne. At, uh, sorry, I thought it was Penrith. They play Melbourne at home. The last mm. game, I reckon they rest their players. You reckon I reckon they rest their players and get a get because a, um, they can't get caught in second position. They can't win. F- they can't get first. They can't get caught in second. So I reckon what Kevy Walters will do is he'll take a few players out and freshen them up.
0: Be interesting to see how it all yep. plays out. Awesome. Awesome, boys. Uh, look, what I'm gathering through the text machine, everyone wants it to be at Mount Smart. That is the home of Rugby League, the home for the Warriors. Um, and someone even came through, rebuild Carlisle Park for the WARS final. That's from Nick. So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, vision visualising there in the brain from uh, from Nick there. So I uh, appreciate those messages coming through on double eight double three lads. We'll shoot off, we'll come back, and we'll get through a couple of t- tips as well. There's one from Cam from Cambridge. He's trying to redeem himself, a bit of redemption for Cammy from Cambridge. Boys, who am I? Final clue for today to give away that Two Dudes Kiwi Maze, natural men's product that make you look good, feel good, and do good. The final clue? I won the Dell EM Coach of the Year Award in 2002. So there you go. Your three clues for today's uh, Who Am I? And uh, many of you are on the pulse from the get-go. So we'll announce that our winner at the the end of the show. We weren't able to get Kevin Campion, but that's right. Jade from Hamilton did his best, and uh, we touched on where the Warriors should be playing the playoffs. Like Kempi said, there is so much water to go under the bridge. We have to wait and see how that playoff run will unfold. You're listening to Ozzie and Kempe, for breakfast. Thanks to Kempe's We the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day. Yes, welcome back. It's a special weekend for a special player, particularly in the Two women's rugby team, Salika Winiata, playing her 100th game for the great Two uh, women's MPC, uh, Farapama Palmer. Cup team, she reaches the milestone this weekend. So, giving her a a little shout out, she's uh, done so much for New Zealand rugby, she's uh, in the police force as well. That is from Lammy, so appreciate that message coming through Lammy. Salika, good luck for your big moment this weekend. But another one here in terms of man, you there, Ricardo. Manchester United, Mason Greenwood blowing up on Twitter. Can you give us, put it into context, what's happening? So uh, 2021, I think it
1: was in the 2021, Mason Greenwood was arrested for sexual assault, rape and sexual coercion. Uh, There was uh, some footage put out, some audio put out, some photos put out from his girlfriend. uh, That I won't go into details on here, but pretty damning, right? Pretty damning. Mm Manchester Police, they looked at it. The club suspended him. He got arrested. Now, it went through a process. A little while ago, she recanted the things she said. She pulled back her evidence and dropped her charges. The Manchester Police didn't have enough to go on to then uh, take it forward and prosecute. So effectively, he's off the hook, right? Yeah. So effectively, in the eyes of the law, he has done nothing wrong. But everybody has seen... The photos and heard the audio, seen the footage, knows what he did. So at this at the moment, this moment, the the big debate around around Mason Greenwood is what Manchester United do. The women's team apparently are under all sorts of pressure, getting a lot of heat on social media to boycott the club if they do let him back. A lot of fans saying that they'll boycott the club. Rachel Riley, who's a big media personality, is a big Manchester United fan over in England. She said if United bring him back, she'll stop supporting the club. Um, but the word is that the director of football there, uh, the football manager, Richard uh, Murta has said uh, basically the rumour is that he's coming back in the next week or so, he'll be reintegrated into the squad. Now, from the, the club's point of view, they've done an investigation that's taken six months. In the eyes of the law, if it went to court, Mason Greenwood's done nothing wrong. So if they sack him, they're in breach of contract. So it's a, mm. it's, it's a difficult, difficult they're conversation. They're in a hard place here. They're so in a real hard Who do they place. listen
0: to? The fans. Without the fans, there's no Manchester United. Right, they're exactly.
1: Like... But you've got a massive chunk of the <laughs> fan base saying, we don't care, he's innocent. He wow. hasn't been charged, let him back, he's a great player.
0: So it's divided well, the fan take? base. You're oh, a Man U fan, mate. Yeah, no, I, I mean,
1: he's a great talent. He's a Manchester boy through and through. I'd love to have him in the team, but I couldn't support him wearing the shirt, knowing what he's done.
0: You saw the, you saw the evidence? You yeah. saw the photos in there? Oh, mate, it's
1: horrible. It's horrible. Mm. It's, horrible. Mm. it's damning. Um, and, you know, I'm no lawyer, uh, and I don't know this for a fact, but if you re- if you look at everything that's happened between the charges being laid and the charges being dropped, and now uh, he's married to this person, it looks like money's talked. That's, how it, that's my interpretation. And they're married. They
0: just got married and had a kid. Well, there you go he's just convinced her to retract and uh do what's right by her husband um oh mate appreciate that information uh ricardo i, d- I didn't know about anything about that and uh it's crazy to think that they're going to allow him to play with what's unfolded but if there's no evidence then you got to continue on mate and uh <sighs> Crazy things out of Manchester United. Mm. Be interesting to see if they can get out of this. They obviously, only limped over the Wolves. We won't bring that up. But uh, only just getting over the Wolves uh, last week. Only three so, mate, goals shy of my that. bet. Only three goals shy <laughs> of my bet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, They got one. They got one. And uh, I know there was a bit of an uproar there because they were hoping for a penalty. So there's plenty going on post that match. But, uh, boys, we're going to shoot off. Thanks so much, Rick Dog. And uh, double eight, double three, keep those messages coming through. Steffi has Salika Winiata on his show today. So he'll be talking to the milestone player that is Salika about her big. Uh, weekend that is coming up so stay tuned for that as well choices flooring poll results and then we'll chat to Pip Morris about what's going on in TAB world here's Aroha for the news for Kubota together shaping and building New Zealand
1: 27 away from nine o'clock on SENZ is Ian Kempy for breakfast time for those choices flooring poll results design visualize and create your perfect floor with room view uh, we asked where will a Warriors playoff game be taking place? Some word out of Australia that Volandis wants the Warriors home games in inverted commas, and in any semi-final be played in Australia. Some talk the Warriors might look to take one to Eden Park to get a few more bums on seats if they can. We said where will a Warriors home playoff game be held? Daniel Anderson Stadium. Fifty-three percent of you said there. Forty-three percent Eden Park. Zero for Brisbane, zero for somewhere else, 4% for Sydney. That is the result of the poll. Uh, discover your signature style wow. and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Floor Room View.
0: Interesting. Yeah, you know, that's pretty 50-50 split there, Kempe. I thought, well, I'm sure they'll be lopsided for the Mount Smart Go Media Stadium, but no, many seeing the upside to uh, heading to Eden Park. Obviously, more tickets, more bums on seats, and uh, more people able to experience the Wally Warriors run. So interesting, interesting. Alright, let's catch up with Pip Morris Bet Live in your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Pip Morris, we appreciate you tuning in joining in. How you doing? Morning, the team. I'm good. How are you this
6: morning?
0: Good, thank you. We had Ivan Clary on the show earlier on, and uh great to hear from the man himself. The Panthers well and truly on their way to becoming minor premiers, so you must be happy with that, but we we don't want to talk about them, we want to talk about no the Warriors, don't. Daniel Anderson's, Anderson Stadium tonight, plenty of power plays that could lead us in, where's all the money going?
6: It's split. It's actually split as the Warriors and the Eagles head to head 50/50. So punters maybe just liking a bit of the value there because the Eagles are at four dollars fifteen head to head where the Warriors are a dollar twenty two. We've had a couple of thousand dollar bets on the Eagles actually at four point two. Uh, the Warriors win both individual half though is the most popular power play at a Warriors win one to twelve most popular winning team and margin option at three twenty and the most popular. Anytime try scorer is DWZ, but followed by Adam Finol Blake, and I think he's at around 375 for an anytime try scorer.
0: If punters are looking for a bit of value and there's something juicy that they're heading towards, what, what are they? What are they more leaning towards?
6: Oh, they seem to be leaning towards more just the head-to-head. I think on Manly, just at that four dollars and fifteen. Mm. I mean, that seems to be the most popular, especially with the way that the market split with the Warriors one twenty-two. Otherwise, every other option seems to be the Warriors. So that's the option that they're taking as far as value.
2: You've got uh, you know a decent. I think I think overs on Manly too after the way they played against Penrith last week. Pip, which you um, would have watched it. So uh, a couple of people there probably looking at that game and putting those. Uh, bets on big race meetings tomorrow down in New Plymouth and Uruakaka. Uh, you've got uh, some good horses out running, and also What What's uh, where's all the money going?
6: I can tell you, at the moment, in the Northland Breeders, the Group 3 at Ruakaka, it is actually Crochetti, the uh, Walker Tasa runner there that's had the two races for the two wins. Yeah, the approved 15 to 210. That's got the most money stake, but it's still a high bet count on Trobian. is pushing up in the market, too. Bookie's opened it at 190, out to 210. I mean, he's the proven type at this level, and and by all reports, he's been working well. Opie Bolton in the saddle. Uh, There's a little bit of bully around him. And the other one is Moe down, 650. That's your value runner. That's the third best fact in the race.
2: Nice. Moe down.
6: Down. Yes, yes. Stephen Marsh's runner that ran fourth in the stakes race at Tarapa on Taibu. So there is a a little bit of money for that. And at New Plymouth in the ITM, it's actually Soldier Boy and then Cha-Cha Bar. They seem to be taking the money at this stage, but that's an open affair. There's plenty of chances there by the look of the market.
2: Can
1: you can you access Paul Mawadi's account and tell us which of those he's back so he can stay away from them?
6: <laughs> oh, sure. i Honestly, you know, hack into computers, I'm so good at that. Ricardo.
0: <laughs> Alright, Pip, yeah. there is a couple of meetings tonight on the Dogs, Meet 3, Addington. I'm having a look. It's a 12 race field uh, meeting. Is there anything you can lead us into it with the Dogs?
6: I've got two tonight at Palmerston a big time stripe now you're going to take him with a little grain of salt because he's got concentration issues but he came back qualifying really good time beat a good dog drops back to a 305 which I think will suit him so he's into $2.10 in race 10 and I'd multi him into big time loyal that's my best bet of the weekend off box number one in the penultimate race number 11 Downgrades comes up with an inside alley and got absolutely poleax out of the boxes last week
0: Beautiful, Pip. Thank you so much for joining us. You have a lovely weekend, and we'll chat to you next week on Friday. Thanks so much. Thanks,
6: guys.
0: Up the waz. <laughs> Up the waz. Tonight, 8 o'clock, you can tune in on SCN and catch Sammy Hewitt and Tony Kemp's commentary. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Cam from Cambridge, boys, has come through for Ruakaka. a bit of redemption for our friend, race three, Wandering Apache, ex Hong Kong horse, won two million and raced the best over there. Way overs at four dollars eighty. So that's from Cam from Cambridge, Ruakaka, race three, Wandering Apache. So there you go. If you want to have a week, go, have a crack, but gamble responsibly. R eighteen, plenty of messages, boys. Before we get off to questions, With Ricardo, I'm going to have to go right to the top, and we got. Um, top of the morning gentlemen what really can you say about Eddie Jones the guy's a complete sausage <laughs> fantastic weekend <laughs> all the best from Stephen and we spoke about Eddie and that ah, press conference that he had yesterday was absolutely ludicrous from him and here's another little tip for us from Barry boys Morena team three leg same game multi on tonight's game DWZ Dallin is Zalesnik and Jason Saab to score any time try and Manly Plus plus thirteen point five points start paying six dollars fifty from Barry.
2: Is he on the right track there, Kimpy? Well, yeah, I gave it to uh, San Giddy up on Wednesday. Uh, similar, similar uh, tip. Uh, you've got thirteen plus. I think I think it's going to be quite a close game tonight. Manly aren't going that bad at the moment, and I think they'll keep it under thirteen points even if they do lose. And I and I do like um, DC to score a try. You know Dallin. If you want to throw Dallin, in, you throw him in every week, but uh, I think mainly the thirteen-plus DC to score a try. If you want to throw Dallin in there, I think that's a very good bet.
0: All right, Kippi, you've picked the first few first try scorers. Who's scoring first tonight for Ooh, the Warriors or for no, the game? It's a bit early. It's a bit early. Um, no,
2: it's not early. I look, Twelve I, hours away. I think they go through the. I think they go through the middle. So it's a support play um, try. So I would I would be backing full backs and halves to be the first try score. Sean Johnson? Uh support lines. So it's coming back. It's either a seven or a one. Possibly a nine. Ooh,
3: yeah.
0: All right, all right, the is Izzy, does Christiana Rickdog have a top sports bet chair to share with us, plus any truth to the rumour that after Kempi's visit to Addington recently, he is going to invest in a pacer to be called Kempenator? That is from Tim.
2: <laughs> hey Tim, I went down to, uh, I don't know if I told Izzy this, but I went down to Crandall Getty's um, farm. I think, it's, I think it's about 80, 80, uh, 80 acres down on your way to the west coast. There, I well, don't know what that area is called out there is. There's a couple of pubs out there on the main road. Uh, you go through, one's got a really nice little cafe out there. Anyway, I went to Cran's Place. Uh, mate, it's honestly the best horsing facility I've seen in this country, without a doubt. It, it was yeah. like that. To put Have a, you got any shares? No, no. But Alan, <laughs> Alan, with another good mate of ours, um, Gary Milne, uh, had – that horse LeBron, that um, was a O'Hooker o- LeBron, I think it was. That one one that night we were down there on the Friday night, and Cran Crane, um has it at his place. I wouldn't mind a Trotter mate because I love them. I you know, I was I was really big into them when I was a player, um, harness and just seeing Crane set up. You know, Cran Dal If you're thinking about it, I'd go and, I'd go down there and have a look at what cran has got. You know, so um, maybe may at the moment I think I've got enough.
0: <laughs> got any bets, uh, Rick Dog. Well, I've got
1: one for you, and I, and I think that this one uh, is worth investing in, mate. Manchester City, Sunday morning, host Newcastle United, of course, uh, the other oil money club in the in the Premier League at the moment. Manchester City have lost Kevin De Bruyne for the for next four months, done as Hammy. They're just coming back. They had to go play the uh, European Super Cup against Sevilla in Greece. That was yesterday morning, so they're f- travelling back from that. Newcastle running hot, opening game. Aston Villa, who finished seventh last year, were a lot of people's pick to trouble the top four. They put them to the sword, 5-1. So I reckon they might be catching a slightly uh, leggy city. So I'd take the draw at the has paying $4. Ooh. OK, the draw
0: for Man City uh, game over the weekend there you go four bucks juicy odds for you and then another one just quickly there's jersey race one tomorrow at new plymouth number eight swing it our way uh get on that and watch spencer number two at new plymouth Two boys up the wha. So appreciate spencer and race four sorry the message has come through so there you go boys a couple of tips for you to get paid all right questions coming up i've got some questions and my questions. <laughs> Got questions? All right, boys.
1: Eleven minutes away from nine. First question: talked about that Kansas City Chiefs superfan who robbed banks to the tune of eight hundred thousand US so he could follow his team moment away all
2: over the United States. Who's the biggest superfan you've met, Kempy? <laughs> I've met I've met a few. I met a guy that that was a neighbour of mine. I went over. He said, "I'll oh, come over." I, I was. Uh, Come over after I'd lost my job at the Warriors, he, and he was a neighbour. He said, "Come over and watch the Warriors." I went over and watched them. He used to run along the carpet and slide on the carpet every time the Warriors scored on his <laughs> knees. And, and I couldn't watch the game, mate. I just, I was like, "Going, man, this guy's absolutely crazy." He's a crazy supporter. But the biggest one I've have to say is Ronnie the Rhino. So Ronnie the Rhino is Leeds mascot. They first came out in 1995, and it was the groundsman dressed up in the rhino. And he became a bigger star and fan of the Rhinos than the actual players, mate. I remember walking into a nightclub and Ronnie the Rhino was sat there in his in his, in his mascot uniform, but he didn't have the head on. <laughs> and he was absolutely drunk on free drinks, and I said to him, you're not meant to show people who you are, mate. Mm. <laughs> and he was, like, he was like, I don't care. He was a young English guy, mate, loving it. So he was the biggest fan, mate, by a country mile.
0: What about you, Iz? Uh, I had to be this lady called Nellie. She was friends with my mum, and she used to collect every clipping, every article, everything like that. She made cups with my face on it. She was absolutely uh, fanatical. And then my mum made her invite, her invite her, to our wedding, so I had to invite her to our <laughs> wedding. <laughs> uh, whatever mum says goes, so I have to say Nelly.
1: Yeah, that sounds big. That sounds big. All right. Uh, now Scotty uh, Barrett uh, has put has asked for a uh, a bounty hunter to go in search of his Toyota Ute that got nicked. That's he so must, funny. He must absolutely love that car. Uh, so, what is your favourite car? Is he?
0: Ooh, favourite car, <laughs> my dream car, when I am and I say dreaming, I'm dreaming, uh, Ferrari 358 Italia. Mm,
2: nice. What about you, Kimpy? I love that. Uh, and if you've got one out there, give us a call after an XY Falcon 71 uh, station wagon.
1: There you go. It's at the other end of the spectrum there. Where <laughs> will the Warriors play that home game? Where do you think it'll happen if they get it? Eden Park. Is Eden it? Park. Eden.
0: I think the Landis are... He always gets his way and they'll get it there and uh, Eden Park will get 50,000 sold tickets if they get it. A
1: lot of talk about the weather at the moment and uh, what's been. Uh, when is your favourite time of the year? What's your favourite season? Is o-
0: October, November, Group 1 racing. The racing industry is well and truly alive. It is warming up and we're ready to rip in. So anywhere towards the end of the year. And then we get a couple of weeks off.
1: Daylight savings. Daylight savings. Loves the day. A bit more sunshine? 100%. Get up early, go for a walk? 12 months of the year. There you go. All right. Uh, Now, this one, a couple of things here. The the coach of the US women's team who had their worst ever tournament finishes resigned. Eddie Jones, we saw yesterday. The cracker is well and truly. Uh, the cheese is well and truly slid off the cracker there. Uh, Eddie's all over the place. Why would you become a coach, Kimber? You're probably best best place to answer this one.
2: <laughs> mate, after t- after yeah. listening to Ando and Ivan um, and talking to a few of the old boys this week, it's actually rekindled my um, passion around coaching, and have been sort of sitting here going, mate, would I actually jump back jump back in because. I still think that you know I could I could jump into either union or league and coach. So, uh, if anyone's out there thinking about it, yeah, hundred percent, get into it. I think it's a great way to to, to get into team sport and uh, and especially if you're good enough to be at that professional level, it's a it's a great career.
0: I wouldn't. Good. Okay. Good. (laughs) Nice. All right. Lastly, no chance. (laughs) How
1: is he? How many weeks will Owen Farrell get now that World Rugby have appealed?
0: If the starting point is six weeks, I'm expecting eight to ten. Two. I'm expecting eight to ten weeks. So. Two? How do you get two? Nah.
2: Because uh, because they made an error, they have to admit admit the error, and they're not going to completely admit that they stuffed this up. So they're going to say, right, well, we'll give them two weeks and then get out.
0: You buying that, uh, is he? eight? Nah, no chance. Six to eight. Six to eight. He's going for the World Cup. England, no Coffee. Chance.
2: Want a coffee on it?
1: Done. Coffee on it. Seven away from nine. Smithy up next.